it was a side hustle for the longest time. It's not like I came up with the idea for Save the Sea. And then I was like, okay, see a family, I'm out. You know, I have a, I have a toddler, I have a mortgage. So there were lots of other things I needed to think about before I just dived in. Welcome to the Shio.world podcast, where you will meet women who are transforming the world to be more equitable and sustainable. Your host for today's podcast is the founder of SheEO, Vicki Saunders. Welcome to SheEO.world. Welcome, Aki. We're so thrilled to have you on the SheEO podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Good. New venture in Canada this year. So tell us who you are and how you came up with this idea. Yeah. So my name is Aki Kaltenbach. I am the CEO and founder of Save the Seafoods. Uh, we are a plant-based seafood company. We're based in Victoria on the uh, on Vancouver Island. Yeah, I mean, origin story. I I came up with the idea for Save the Sea when I was I was running my family's Japanese restaurants in Whistler prior to to this, and I became vegan in 2017 along with my partner. I was looking for seafood alternatives to serve to our customers. And I literally couldn't find any options. So I created my own. It's just awesome. So, okay, first of all, yeah. So had the family react going vegan with a Japanese restaurant? <laughs> For sure. It was, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Most of my, my, the Japanese side of the family, cause I'm half Japanese was totally, uh, vegan, vegetarian and vegan cuisine is there is a history around it. Like monk food, monks, don't eat animals for obvious reasons. Uh, But the most pushback I actually had was from my dad, who is a chef and a very classically trained chef from Europe. And so he was the most resistant, but even he's coming around, so. That's great. It is the future. Yes, exactly, yeah. So plant-based seafood, qu'est-ce que c'est? What is that? So it is seafood made from plants ours specifically and you're seeing you know as as plant-based becomes more mainstream you're seeing different uh versions of it have come out whether it's you know minimally processed to you know kind of junk food vegan food to cell cultured we are in the camp of made from whole foods minimally processed simple ingredients so our uh our and we have one product in market today uh, which is a plant-based smoked salmon made from carrots. And it has a total of eight ingredients. Oh, really? I didn't know there's only eight. That's cool. So I ordered this because I love trying all of the products. Uh, and we had it uh, up at the cottage with the family uh, and everyone loved it. It was great. It literally tastes exactly like smoked salmon. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. It's, you know, I, and when people ask how to use it, like literally just substitute what you would normally eat smoked salmon with. Lox right. bagel, yeah, lox bagel is kind of the most obvious uh, application. So ha- did you have any culinary background? I mean, I, obviously it runs in the family, so you had some people to draw upon, but um, how did you go about creating the product? I have, so I do come from a, a, a family of restaurateurs and chefs. However, I am not a, a trained chef by any means. Um, I come from the more management side. Uh, but I do have just, you know, working in restaurants, you do have input into recipe development. So I came up with a basic recipe and then I, uh, I applied for a futurepreneur loan, uh, which you can get until the age of 40. And with that money, I hired a food, I was able to 
hire a food scientist. And she helped me make not only a product that was, you know, food safe, but also uh, more scalable because the product, if, you know, if you were to see my original recipe and compare it to today, it is worlds apart. The first product probably would have taken me five days to make, whereas, you know, and lots of waste. So she helped me create a more scalable product. So I, I'm always interested in like how people get things off the ground. So you're like, I want something for me. How does it go from, I need something for myself to then, I think I'm going to create a business. Did you want to be an entrepreneur? I mean, you've been part of an entrepreneurial family, but tell us a bit about the journey there. Yeah, I have wanted to be an entrepreneur. I, not my whole life, but definitely for the last you know, eight to 10 years, but, but never quite sure what that could look like before. I have had a startup before. I, I, I mean, I use that word. So I put that in double quotes, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, we had like a customer and, you know, virtually no revenue. Um, I, it was a side hustle for the longest time. It's not like I came up with the idea for save the sea. And then I was like, okay, see a family I'm out. Uh, you know, I have a, I have a toddler, I have a mortgage. So there were lots of other things I needed to think about before I just dived in. So it was while I was developing the recipe, while I was acquiring those first few customers and, and verifying product market fit, it, I was still managing my family's restaurants and probably did that for at least a year, if not longer, before I finally had the guts to just be like, okay, this is my full-time gig. That's so great. And so then how did you go to market? Did you partner with anyone else? Did you do it by yourself? Yeah, I, I was, even with the Futurepreneur loan, it was just me for the longest time. Um, so making the product, delivering the product, getting sales, marketing. I So we're based in Victoria. Kudos to the Very Good Butcher. They were my first customer. And, you know, so much uh, trust, <laughs> you know, to put somebody who, you know, has no experience and put their product uh, in stores. So, you know, started with them and then gradually added a few more independent retailers until we, you know, could justify a large enough amount of revenue for a distributor. Right. And so what's the plan? Where do you want to take it? And what's coming your way? Like, what are people finding you and saying, how do I get more of this? What's happening? I mean, the timing couldn't be better. So not only is plant-based, the plant-based movement, you know, becoming mainstream, plant-based seafood with the, the release of that, the documentary Sea Spiracy has put so much, raise, increase the awareness around uh, the detriment that commercial fishing has on, on our oceans. And, you know, if you haven't seen Seaspiracy, spoiler alert, the message is eat less seafood. I mean, that is the biggest impact you can have as an individual. So yeah, so we're in terms of where we are today, we are in 75 retailers in BC and Alberta. We're coming to Ontario and Quebec in September. You know, although we have some awareness in BC and Alberta, although, you know, still so, so much, so much land to grab, so much white space, uh, nobody knows us in Ontario and Quebec. And so we're going to have to do a really good job of opening doors and you know, meeting peeps and getting the word out. Well, we can totally help there. We have uh, lots of activators in the region and, and certainly using the marketing muscle of this community um, and the energy and the excitement around you for all the people that voted for you this year. We're really excited to help. Amazing. Yeah. Do you have other products under development? Yeah. So we are currently developing a canned tuna analog. Wow. 
That will be launching. We just started development of it September, October. The other kind of piece I didn't mention is we also have a, so retail is our main driver revenue right now, but we also have a, like we, we also offer our product to restaurants. Uh, and so we will likely go to market with food service for that product. It just, it allows us to get kind of immediate feedback and yeah. allows us to improve the product before we, we scale it more broadly. And I can imagine that retailers are like, can you scale quickly? Like, how do we get this? Is It feels like there's just such demand for this, exactly what you said, the timing is right. How does that, how is that going? Yeah, it, it depends. You know, you would be, and I didn't, I, I, this is my first time working in CPG, consumer packaged goods. What, what is great is, especially in BC and Alberta, there are a lot of independent retailers that you can literally knock on their door, get a meeting and get your product in the next week. But it's not like that with Whole Foods, with Savon, with, and then you get into Sobeys and Loblaws. You know, with Whole Foods, we had got approval to, that they would list our product in November of 2020, and we only got in stores in April. Wow. Yeah. And so, and I think that's, that's pretty normal. It's pretty they, normal. They, I'd say six months is, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they, they do category reviews once a year. And so if you miss that window, then yeah. you, know, you're, you won't be on shelf until the year after. Well, it's exciting to know that you're there. Uh, yeah. Health foods, that's cool. Uh, and where do you see this going? Like, what's your ambition around it? I want to build a global plant-based seafood brand. You know, I talk about w- launching in Ontario and Quebec in September, and then the U.S., you know, soon after that. And then, you know, Europe is a super progressive market when it comes to plant-based and might I add is the largest consumer of smoked salmon in the world. So having uh, our product available in globally, but also with multiple plant-based seafood products. So first we're doing canned tuna, then, you know, we will likely move into the frozen food aisle, you know, scallops, calamari, you know, the world is our oyster. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm just so excited to taste all of these and just to see the innovation that's going on in this space is really, really incredible. So if you're like a super conscious consumer, it's just getting harder and harder to figure out what you're going to be able to eat for dinner. Right? I know, right? It, it, yeah, we are. We are very lucky. It's the, yeah, yeah. So to have like low, low processing, but also just like the business practices of the organization and how you feel about, you know, all the things. Um, so I, I think there's just a lot of opportunity there. Do you, uh, do you have a story about something that was just like the hardest thing that you aren't sure how you got over that you're like, how am I going to survive this? Yeah, actually. Um, I mean, yeah. and every entrepreneur will say this, there have been lots of hard things. So uh, we currently produce the product ourselves. However, we, in order to scale, like, so, and we're in a shared kitchen, by the way, so (laughs) our facility is tiny, but my uh, strategy was always to move to a co-manufacturer. And when I, when I first uh, started the business, I was, because I I have raised some, I did a pre-seed raise and the story that I was telling investors was like, we're going to find a co-man and then, then we're going to target the world. Honestly, I spoke to over a hundred co-manufacturers and I'm not even exaggerating. And there were many days that I was like, oh man, I'm not going to find one. And I actually don't have a plan B like, because the plan B is getting a facility for tens of thousands of dollars, which I didn't have. Uh, But we found one, but it was like finding a needle in a haystack. 
this is one of the things that happens in the CEO community a lot is like someone finds that needle in a haystack and you're like, help, <laughs> what do I do? And so we've seen that a, a lot with our ventures sharing, um, you know, those, those challenging things, which everyone else is really challenged with. And how do you find the values alignment with the scale that you want with the race price tag? So yeah. well, congratulations on finding that. That's cool. Thank you. And do you have an ask for the community and for our listeners today? Yes, I do. Uh, so I, I mentioned that we are just getting into food service, so selling into restaurants, and we secured a partnership with uh, the world's largest plant-based food chain. Uh, it's a Canadian company called Copper Branch, and they have 42 locations across Canada, uh, one in Vancouver, two in Alberta, and then the rest are actually in Quebec and Ontario. And they are using our vegan smoked salmon in a poke bowl that is available for only six weeks. And so obviously want to like knock the socks off each retailer, each uh, location and have them sell out. So if you are close to a copper branch, yeah. uh, please indulge in a poke, uh, in a save the sea vegan smoked salmon poke bowl. Okay, cool. I'm going to check that out actually tonight and see if there's something near me that I can, I actually don't even know Copper Branch, so I'll have to check it out. Copper Branch, yeah. Okay, so your ask is for that short term, but is there anything else longer term amplification you're selling online? Well, we, we do sell online through the Very Good Butchers, yes. Yeah. Yes, so absolutely order, you know, ask for our product in store. Um, even though we're not in Ontario yet, we're coming and nothing, uh, motivates retailers more than customers asking for a product. Yeah, we've, we've done that a lot in the past to help get things uh, out into the world. So on it, that's good. Okay, great. We can do that. Thank you so much cool. for joining us today. Super excited about tuna in a can analog. Hello. Okay. And all of the future of this. So we're thrilled to have you in the community. Uh, really excited about what you're doing. And please don't hesitate to continue to ask for help whenever you need it. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Shio.World podcast. Like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends. We invite you to join a global community of radically generous women at Shio.World.